This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Van Deese joining us here, Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, what up? Happy, uh, today today is thursday and welcome to the jason walker show presented by capital collision center montana state law says it is your vehicle it is your choice where you have it repaired choose capital collision center we are working on uh figuring what's going on here all right i I don't like the way the mic was fitting but we are major mortgage man cave on location today billings hotel and convention center hands by the way before we get started Huge hands for and applause for Mandy and her banquet crew for setting all of this up for us and uh, taking uh, really good care of us here at the Hotel and Convention Center. Why are we in Billings, you ask? Well, it's better than Missoula, and it is uh, time for the Montana Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which is coming up this weekend. Uh, Saturday night, we got the golf tournament tomorrow. We've got uh, dinner tomorrow, and people are just going to walk in front of the cameras, which is fine. Um, some are fine. Others, please don't. Um, but then Saturday night, the big Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And, of course, uh, are you still? can we still get tickets sold? There's, 40, there's, there's a couple left. So if you want to go to Universal Athletic and get your tickets and come down to Billings, we're going to let you. How's that? Um, and here's who uh, is going uh, to be inducted. Ken Amato, Steve Okanoski, Dan Carpenter, Shane Collins, Travis Lule. Victor Linskog. I met Victor's son, Stan, about an hour ago. Dude is amazing. The stories that Victor Linskog uh, has from his son, Stan, unbelievable. Also, Bob Beers, Brent Musburger, and Marty Morningweg is going to join us live here uh, coming up in the Major Mortgage Man Cave um, shortly. So you're going to want to stick around for that. I think we have that. Yeah, we've got three cameras. Hey, there's Rick. There's my dad. Um, There's Rick's. Did I hear you say your daughter? (laughs) Oh, don't say No, this isn't Arkansas, Rick. Um, So we are having a good time here. Uh, We are also going to talk to Paige Rasmussen. She is a national champion, and she's coming up on the show because uh, she, uh, well, she's a two-time national champ. Uh, She'll be in Big Timber tomorrow night if you want to go watch her uh, barrel race, Uh, her and her sister. Also some go, they don't do go time, they do breakaway. So... That was uh, Coach Morningwake's wife, Lindsay, who just walked right in front of us. Would, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah, so we're all good. So there's a, there's a lot of things going on. It is going to be a great time. And uh, don't forget the Major Mortgage Man Cave, always a great time on the road. As uh, We are uh, also presented by a, a, coming, um, a new sponsorship this week. It just started, Speaker Sprinklers. 
is uh, on board, and we appreciate uh, Joe and and the uh, support from Speaker Sprinklers. All right, um, do you want to, Coach? You want to sit down? Well, get you on. How's that? We'll just we'll just quit talking and just I'll just start talking to you. How's that? Nobody wants to listen to me. They want to talk to you. So. You know how to do a microphone, I'm sure. This is a uh, this is Hall of Famer Marty Morningwake. How are you, Coach? Awesome. Just off the road, <laughs> Missoula to Billings. What a beautiful drive. We had a blast. It was Gordy Fix, my wife and I, and <laughs> man, it's turning into a little mini family reunion. And so we've got uh, got a couple airport pickups tonight, and it's going to be awesome weekend. Well, I appreciate you joining us. Um, you said it was a beautiful drive from Missoula to Billings. You know, the best part of that is driving through Bozeman. Did we even go through? Well, I think we might have went around it. Huh? I had to throw that. I, I used to be the PA announcer at MSU for 16 years, so I had no to throw gas, that out there. No food, no hotel rooms. Are you, don't, you're Bobby uh, Houkin me right now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Who I love, he, by the way. He's been on the show a few times. Hey, the um, great state of Montana is sort of like a family, right? right? Yeah. And, and, and so I'm, I'm only half joking there, but... Yeah. Uh, we understand there's a line drawn in the sand, you know, the Montana or Montana State. And it kind of, that's kind of the way it should be, right? A little yeah. rivalry action. Absolutely. I completely agree, 100%. Marty Morningweg joining us. Um, wait, how, how's, uh, I guess, retirement now? Uh, my wife doesn't like that name, but oh, okay. I'll tell you what, I've been enjoying the heck out of it. And here's what I've been doing. I dropped a podcast, CampMartyPodcast.com. CampMartyPodcast.com, okay. And I've been, having a, I've been having a blast with that. I've done a little other media things here and there. Right. I've been spending time with my beautiful wife. And then my four kids. I've done things that when you're coaching in the NFL, it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to play in a Father's Day golf tournament. With three of my kids, that was awesome. Right? You know, things like that that just never happened before. I'm getting it done now. Um, is uh, is it Cade that's still is he still at Carroll? Big Bobby Cade. He goes by Cade or Bobby Cade. He broke his ankle like two weeks before their oh, spring geez. season happened, and he's going to be here. In fact, I just talked to him. He's just got on the road. And the last thing I ask him is, how's your ankle? And he goes, it's getting better, it's getting better, it's getting better. The swelling's down. So he's kind of juiced up for this fall. I bet, because they, uh, they had a pretty decent spring season. Well, fantastic spring season. And then, the, and then the last ball game is all that did was show them how far they've come yep. and then how far they need to go to win the whole ball wax. Absolutely. Is Marty Morningweg joining us here. He's going to the Montana Football Hall of Fame induction or, uh, on uh, Saturday night. When you got that call, what, what was your feeling? Well, it's been a while now. And, <laughs> well, yes, it has. And, Can and, you remember back last year? Well, no, it's been because they, they, they pushed last year's to this year's. Right, yeah. You see, so... Uh, man, it's been a long time. I'll tell you what, what an honor, the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Great honor. Uh, I've got my mom is coming, my mother-in-law is coming, brothers, sisters. So, uh, yeah, it, we're all excited, and we're going to have a blast this weekend in Billings, Montana, at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. I don't know if I'm on your team tomorrow, but I'm looking forward to the golf tournament. Well, that's another thing I get to do. Well, talk about this. 
Talk about not getting to do things, right? So my high school Hall of Fame was not there at the induction. Okay. The Montana Grizz, the university's Hall of Fame, was not there. Now the great Jim O'Day did a, something in the off season right. to kind of make up for it. Uh, and there were other things that I just – so I am so excited – to be able to attend one of these things. <laughs> I know Rick is excited about it, too. Um, what a great job. I mean, I know they, they pushed it off a year, but the excitement, I think, is really built because we didn't have this last season. Well, especially after this COVID thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it looks like it is wide open. People are rocking and rolling. People have smiles on their faces. And it looks like they've got a little juice everywhere, and at least in this great state. So I'm happy. I'm really happy about that. Marty Morningway joining us here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. We are live in Billings. All right. Um, what's your? Tell me. I got to know some NFL stories. So you were with Favre. Yes. And you don't you don't wear the ring. Uh, I brought the ring. Okay. Because Saturday I rarely wear it. You know okay. those rings are so big. Yeah. You well, know, they've we, gotten bigger, I'm sure, since '96. Well, I'll tell you too. My son, my oldest son, was coaching at the Ohio State, and he got a Big Ten championship ring, and that thing's double the size <laughs> of the Green Bay Super Bowl ring. Yeah, but but uh, look, I coached a year in college. Uh, excuse me, a year in high school and ten years in college, mm-hmm. uh, and then I believe it was it's 25 in the NFL and. We uh, started in Green Bay coaching the quarterbacks, and what a great run we had there Yeah, uh, with with Brett Favre and uh, three MVPs uh, in a row and, and winning uh, the Super Bowl there in New Orleans. And then to San Francisco and Steve Young. What drastic differences, right? Right. On and off the field, both of them first ballot Hall of Famers, though. And, and uh, working with Steve there, we kind of put a stamp on his Hall of Fame career and had some great, great years there. Then a half a cup of coffee in Detroit. And then Philadelphia for a decade. So all my children, you know, if you ask them, they would say Philadelphia is my home. And then New York and Baltimore. What a great run in Baltimore. The great Lamar Jackson uh, got to train him as a rookie. And then then, uh, now we uh, are proud to say we call our home in the great state of Montana. I like it. I like it. For, uh, Oki to Montana. That's right. Well, you know, my wife moved around when she was young. Her dad was in hotels, hotel management. So they moved around. I moved around. We went Oklahoma, Houston, Texas, outside of Boston, Massachusetts, and San Jose, California. And then my dad said, okay, this, this is it. So I think for both my wife and I, that moving around when we were young kind of uh, built this and molded us for uh, for our yep. future. I, uh, if you go through it, uh, not only uh, some of those NFL teams, I might have missed one as well, the NFL teams, we bounced around in college at three or four different places. And so if you add it up, it's probably – my wife is an expert at moving. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> uh, she's got all the tricks, the big stuff, the little stuff, all those things and how you do it. And so uh, uh, I, I, think, I think that kind of built us. Uh, for for the uh, the life in the NFL, well, with with that, and I, I've talked and I've heard other uh, athletes or coaches talk about they never fully unpack somewhere. 
because you never know when you're going to get traded or fired or whatever it is. So you're never fully unpacked. You know what? That's probably a little bit that's kind of in your guts. I don't think I ever packed when I came to the University of Montana. Well, Joe and I, my roommate, Joe Klusiewicz, we were roommates for four and a half years. I'm not sure we ever unpacked our suitcases. And it wasn't because of that. It's just because... Man alive, you had two full-time jobs. You were a full-time student and then the football mm-hmm. thing, and, then, mm-hmm. and that was very, very important to us. You know the one thing I'm really, really proud of, though, is when, when we all got here in 1980, the University of Montana, they had some good players, but from the late 60s to the early 80s, there wasn't much within the football program as far as wins. Mm-hmm. And we turned the thing quickly. We, yep. we turned it in 81. We won it in 82. And then, and, then, and then all of a sudden, Denny Washington, our head coach, Larry Donovan, some of the players, some of them, all of a sudden that stadium starting to get built. Yep. So I think that 1981 and 82 team – Got that stadium built. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> yeah, Denny Washington had nothing to do with it. It was you guys. Well, I mentioned Denny. Right? No, you I did mention him. him. You did mention yeah. him. Marty Morningweg, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show, here at the uh, Billings Hotel and Convention Center at his Hall of Fame induction weekend for the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Uh, you got to go? Am I, am I boring you already? Uh, somebody just buzzing. Oh, you got one of those fancy, fancies. Fancy Apple Watch. I don't know how to work it. You couldn't but... wear that on the sideline, could you? No, you can't. You couldn't wear it an hour. You couldn't wear it in pregame. You, it, it, I, I believe it was an hour. It's an hour before every game. Okay. And, and it's crazy because, you know, you just wear a long sleeve shirt and then nobody sees it. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's crazy. But uh, I guess some somebody probably could find a way sure. to try to gain an advantage with this little tiny Apple Watch. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm surprised it hasn't been done yet. Oh, it probably Honestly. has. Honestly. Uh, Jason Walker Show here in Billings. All right. Go back to those Grizz days because Mike Van Deest was on that staff, and, and Coach is a great, great friend of the family, and I got to work with him for a, a long time. And then it goes back to, I don't know if he ever fully unpacked in Missoula because they all were unceremoniously discharged. Well, I'll tell you, Mike Van Deest, what a heck of a defensive line coach and also strength coach, great strength coach. I loved him to death. And then won, was it six or seven? I don't know how many national championships as a head coach at Carroll College. And, in fact, Bobby Cade went to Carroll yep, College yep. because of Mike Van Dien. And then he retired. And then he retires, <laughs> and then the new coach. But I will tell you, Bobby Cade, my, uh, the, Bobby Cade, my youngest son that's up at Carroll, he loves it yeah. up in Helena and, and the school, Carroll College, and the football program, and the coaches, and his teammates. So we talked about this a little bit. I'm a I'm a Bobcat. You played for the Grizz. Um, so how many wins did you have over the Cats? I believe it was two. Okay, in four, in five years. No, in four. In four. Okay. No, I don't. I, well, you didn't why, redshirt. Why, why count the? Why count the? Well, I got I got the, my road scholarship where they gave me an app and a map, told me to hit the road for a quarter. <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, I started as a freshman uh, and then and then played four years, and I believe we were two and two. Uh, but the one in 1982 was big. I mean, it was a butt kicking like you've never seen before. And then, and then the problem with that game, though, is I hurt my shoulder very wow. badly. I believe it was late in the third quarter. So, you know, um, uh, practice 
you know, injections, mm-hmm. uh, preparation. Uh, I was missing that just a little bit down the stretch, and uh, but but we ended up winning the Big Sky Championship that year as well. Marty Morningweg, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. Can we take the H out of your name? Uh, you know what? How did you just pronounce it? Morningweg. Uh, that's pretty close. Uh, I had my grandmother call me one time. I believe I was coaching in San Francisco or might have been New York. Or, and she goes, Marty, and from Oklahoma in a little bit of a southern draw, can you please tell those announcers how to pronounce our last name properly? You know, my family very proud of our last name. Mm-hmm. But about, and, and I told Grandma, I said, Grandma, I said, I would love to do that. But I kind of gave up on that about the middle of high school. I said, I would have to have a clinic for about 50 different people to get them to pronounce it the correct way. And then a family friend, Tim Ryan, who was a great high school player, played with my brothers at Oak Grove High School, San Jose, California, SC, started as a freshman, started as a rookie for the Chicago Bears, and then got into the media, and he's doing one of our games, and he's pronouncing our last name perfectly. And he took all kinds of heat from the fans saying, I can't believe this guy can't even pronounce their name properly, and so I, I just, as long as it's close, I let it. All right. Be. So how do you? What are we supposed to it's say? It's very simple. It's 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 a German name. It's three syllables: M O R N, Morn, H I N, pronounce H E N, Hen, W E G, pronounce W I G, Morn, Hen, Wig, Morn Henwig. So Morn Henwig. Okay. All right. Drop the H. All right. And that's close enough, I suppose. Well, no, I just, for 70 years, people pronounce your name wrong, or 45. Well, the family <laughs> can pronounce it correctly, and that's really all that counts. As long as they're close, everybody knows, oh, there you go. Everybody knows who, who the family is. All right, tell me your favorite quarterback you coached Well, that's not named Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar's one of the dynamic and exciting. I mean, brilliant, brilliant player. Very gifted, very intelligent athletically. Great feel and gut instincts, Lamar. Uh, the funnest, uh, Brett Favre. Sure. Uh, his personality, great leader, tough, 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 talented, talented, gunslinger. You know the okay. black hat. He's going to go in and and shoot all of his bullets. <laughs> and then Steve Young, another first ballot first ballot Hall of Famer. You know he's thrown for seventy something percent. Uh, and almost has a mentality is I'm not losing this game. And then by doing that, he wins a lot of games. And so with Brett, you had to corral it just a little bit. And Steve's more of the white hat surgeon and will cut you apart with precision. And so with Brett, you corral it just a little bit. And with Steve, you expand it just a little bit. And, and both of them had great, great careers and, uh, Vic in, in 2000, I believe it was 2010, uh, the, the comeback player yeah, of the year. Yeah. I mean, that was a great, great year. Mike and I are still very, very close. Of course, I got him out of the can in Philadelphia. I think he was in there for 18 months. And then and then one year later, he's playing the quarterback position at a superbly high level. And with all his talent, uh, you saw what what happened but uh great great quarterbacks many of them i in fact i was just i was a consultant for philadelphia 
And really my my only assignment, and I think it was probably because of Corona, was to train the rookie quarterback. And this Jalen Hurts there in Philadelphia, oh. if they surround him, and if they do it right, this guy's really, really talented. He's tough, 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 and really smart. So uh, there's another young quarterback that could be on the rise. All right, toughest defense you had to prepare for? Well, I'll tell you, it was back in the day, Leon Lett and Charles Haley together oh. <laughs> on the same side, right? Yeah, yeah. Dion at corner, yep. right? Okay, so, you know, some of those individual players, when they're playing together, it jet, it makes it a little, almost impossible to prepare for Lett and Haley on the same side. And then you've got Dion. I mean, there were games we went in, we are not throwing the ball. There, period. That's it. Now, we would go some shifts and formations, personal group, trying to get our best guy on their second or even third best right. cover man. Uh, and those, those, were, those were some, some great, great battles. So I would probably say, uh, say them. We played uh, uh, the Baltimore Ravens when I was uh, in Philly for a decade one time, and that defense was monstrous. I, uh, and I, I think they won three, four, or five games that year without their offense yeah. scoring. They won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, that might have been the yeah, year. Yeah, it was an 0-1. Yeah, it was, a, it was just a, a fantastic defense. Um, I can't remember the name of the quarterback, but they didn't need him, so all he had to do was Oh, that him. was Trent Dilfer. Dilfer, yeah. But I will tell you, Trent had a pretty good – you know, to win the Super Bowl, your quarterback has to play really well at sure. least – down the stretch and into the playoffs. Take Joe Flacco. I mean, it was a million touchdowns with not an interception on that run where he was the MVP of the yeah. Super Bowl. So uh, you're, that quarterback is such a key. You know, you can debate it, but I know this. It's the most important position in all of sports. And if you've got a really good one that's sort of comfortable being uncomfortable, because it's uncomfortable, but some guys make it look easy, right? With, with hard work and preparation and talent and, and experience, right? Tom Brady would be one of those examples. But if you've got a quarterback that's really good, you've got a chance to win most games. If you have a quarterback that's not very good in the NFL, you are swimming up river constantly. It's very difficult to string some wins back to back to back. Well, the New York Jets come to mind. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I mean, they've struggled for years. And Dallas years. without Dak. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right, and then you've got some teams like Green Bay, Brett Favre, and now Aaron. I can't believe that situation now, but back-to-back great quarterbacks in the 49ers, Montana and yep. Young. And so for two decades, right, they're winning and winning and winning and winning Super Bowls. Let me ask you real quick about the Aaron Rodgers deal because Rodgers basically is doing – what Favre was doing when <laughs> Rodgers was there. I don't know the details, and you don't know. Nobody, none of us will know unless you're in it. Right. You know, so it's just it just bothers me a little bit having coached in the NFL for 25 years and coached some of the greatest players ever to play the game. And this happens. All right, so what happened? Well, there's obviously – at some point, a lack of communication, which then breaks down trust. And as we all know, communication and trust. It makes things go faster. You go further. It, 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 it's just critical. So that must have broken down. 
Okay, so something happened there. We don't know the details, but right now, you better have a couple come-to-Jesus meetings and get the thing figured out because Aaron Rodgers is at the very top of his game. And you've got, they're so valuable, we just, we just mm-hmm. discussed that. And what, you're, you're going to do this? as a You've got to swallow some pride as an organization and, and you, you know, come to, uh, come to the table, put it all on the table. It might be once, it might be twice, three times, whatever it takes to get the situation figured out, period. He's too great of a quarterback to, to have this thing going on. Uh, uh, worst city that you had to travel to in the NFL? Oh, any place that I'm not coaching <laughs> is a dump. <laughs> period. That's the mentality you have. You have that mentality, okay. right? Players and coaches. Okay, let's we're, we're get on this plane. This is a business trip. It's us against the world. Our backs are against the wall. We're flying into this dump. We're going to kick butt, and then we're getting out of there quickly, and let's get let's fly out of this dump. So it doesn't matter where you go. Uh, that's sort of the mentality that you have. I like that. Yeah. Cleveland is a dump, though. <laughs> well, the people that live it, I'll tell you what, some people, and, and Buffalo, some people yeah. that grow up there think it's a fabulous place. And, you know, it just baffles me, but <laughs> they do. Uh, what quarterback do you wish you could have coached? Oh, look, it, I coached some of the best ever to play, so yeah. I don't wish that. I really have never even thought okay. about that. Uh, because, uh, who, my, my mentality has always been, and I think the really good coaches mentality, do your job, whatever that job entails and do it to the best of your ability and then rock and roll, let the chips fall. And, and so I've never even thought about that because I've coached so many great ones. Why, why would I? Uh, think about coaching. You didn't want Peyton or, or, or Tom? Oh, Peyton's great. Now, I'll tell you, I had some guys evaluated very, very high that we either had a quarterback on our roster that we liked very much or we were down lower in the draft and couldn't acquire some of these guys. And Peyton certainly was one of those players. And, and his brother Eli I yeah. had very high as well. I think Eli's underrated. Uh, in fact, I ended up coaching him in a Pro Bowl and went, whoa. I, I thought he was very, very good as well, yeah. A uh, couple final ones, but um, did, did was it Tony Arnson that replaced you in Missoula? Did he come in right after you? As, as a quarterback? Yeah. Uh, no, it was really, uh, let's see, must have been Brent Peace. Okay. My brother for a year, yeah, for okay. a, a few games. Uh, you know, uh, so I, I, man, I was off running and gunning. Yeah. So, uh, it took me a little while to get my feet on it. Cause I was still trying to co- I was trying to coach. I jumped into the coaching bed right. and I was still trying to play as you know, <laughs> I mean, I was in a, as a 49ers in a camp as a camp arm and then I played in the arena league. And then when I met my beautiful wife, I'm, I was coming off of a ACL playing for the Denver dynamite in the arena league, and I'm coaching the running backs at Northern Arizona University. And oh, okay. all of a sudden I met this drop-dead gorgeous gal, and uh, she's just graduating from Northern Arizona. And so after I 
talked her into marrying me. It was probably the best thing I ever did. Sure. She's the mother of four pretty much grown kids now, all very successful, yeah. up to date. Right, right. Um, okay. There was, okay, What? who's the best quarterback to come out of the state of Montana? What, are you kidding me? That was born in Montana? Just the best. Are You're looking at him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, what kind of question is that? Oh, wow. Uh, wow. I thought you were going to say another great Grizz who actually won stuff. One stuff. Well, hey, let me tell you, we won a big. He never lost to the Cats. L- 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 hold on, hold on. Let me okay. go back. Okay, okay. We, we, the, 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 this program <laughs> had one Jack in like ten years, and we come in. We got that. I thought we got a turn in my at the end of my freshman year mm-hmm. when we beat a good NAU team, and we had the number four team in the country on the ropes, Nevada Reno. You had Boise, Idaho, oh, Reno. Nevada yeah. Reno. It was a fist fight, a fist fight. Every time you stepped onto the field in the big sky yep, back then, yep. and then we won the thing in, in 1982. I know who you're going to say. Say he's a good friend of mine. I just talked to him a while back, the great Dave Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave had me beat in, in the classroom. You know, he had a 4.0, and, you know, he was very nice, very nice guy, you know. and, and all. So he had me beat and probably had better social skills. He had <laughs> me beat in a lot of areas, but he's a great quarterback. Okay, so you must be biased towards him. I do like Dave. Yeah, but I'm you know everybody likes yeah. him. Yeah, there's a there's a guy on on going in with you on Saturday, Travis Lule. Oh, great quarterback. Yeah, I remember him. Now I I remember him. Well, let me tell you about Dave Dixon. I hired Dave. I hired him. Right. It was my uh, last few weeks in Detroit. I went. You know what? Dave's on the street. I want to bring him in. I want to see. I want. I want to see him in person. And so he spent the last few weeks of my career in Detroit. With me, that's how much I like Dave Dickinson now, and then and then the quarterback from Montana State that's being inducted, fantastic quarterback. In fact, I studied him uh, in the Canadian League, mm-hmm. uh, many games in the Canadian League as well. Fine, fine player, but he played at Montana State. Well, at least you could say Montana State. You didn't even say his name. No, well, I, it, that's hard for me to do. Oh, okay. But I would, if if I liked him, I would, I, I would, I would. He's one who I would have loved to have coached. Okay. Now, he may not have been able to play for me. Might have been too hard on him. Are they hard over here on the, this side of the Rocky Mountains? Yeah, they're hard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's what that would be one of the things I would have had to find out. No, this guy's a fantastic yeah. player. Right. Had a fantastic career in the Canadian leagues and probably, probably. Could have been a fine NFL quarterback as well. You know, sometimes it's timing on some of those things. Sure. Yeah. Um, he was pretty mobile. Yeah. I mean, he had a couple of good runs against NAU. So <laughs> I remember vividly sitting in Bobcat Stadium. Um, yeah, he helped turn things around. And then Denarius McGee. Yeah. 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 Okay. Who is the all-time greatest, and you can't say you, the all-time greatest Big Sky Conference quarterback? All-time greatest I, I mean, I mean. Uh, okay, in the last thirty years, who's the, been the best? I mean, who who went the furthest in the NFL? Who who was the best in college? Well, I mean, you were you did all the evaluations. You're watching these guys. Oh yeah, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. Now, I'll, I'll, I typically evaluate about fifteen, and they're usually the top fifteen quarterbacks. Oh, okay. So in the you, country. Didn't, you didn't worry about. And, well, no, and then. If the personnel men or the GM or or whoever I had coaching the quarterbacks came to me 
with a, a would-be free agent or a late-round draft pick we would that he that that they liked or he liked. Sure. Then we would delve into that. And there were, we we picked up a couple of really good players by doing it that way. But so I no, I didn't see them all, and it's just very difficult not to say me on all of these questions that you asked. You're hacking me off just a little bit. <laughs> in fact, in fact, let me just tell you. So do I, am I not? So, do I not get to come on your podcast so, so, now? So, so hey, well, we might have to have you on in like five years from now. Now, Joe Glenn, Joe Glenn, anywhere he was coaching, and when and, and he and I are close, right? Yep, the great yep, Joe Glenn yep. won you know, a national championship at the University of Montana. He did. Yeah. And so anywhere he was coaching, I would call. You know, if I if I needed to speak to him or just check in, and I would always tell. The man or woman that answered the phone, they would go, okay, let me see if he's available. May I ask who's calling? And I would just always say the greatest quarterback that Joe Glenn has ever coached, tell him that, he'll know who it is. <laughs> and he he knew who it was every time. So ask Joe. Ask Joe some of these questions. Well, he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> you are. He should be. He should be. Yes. He's out in Phoenix, Arizona in a nice sun, although it's a nice day today. I, real quick, I got to know. So I, I met Stan Linskog, and his dad Victor's going into the hall on Saturday as well. But he said his dad had just giant sheets of paper on every player, like thousands of these. How do you still have all of your scouting reports from looking at quarterbacks and looking at, at things? Yes, I've got most of them. In fact, my wife wants to dump a bunch of these. I go, Lens, these are kind of valuable. Not only to me, but when, you know, like 100 years from now, there's not many of these that, that are around. Uh, technically, those would be the organization's mm-hmm. property. Well, they're not listening, so you're not going to get in trouble. Yeah. But, yeah, I've got a few that I've, I've saved or made copies of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I go back and, and review it. Uh, if, if a player, uh, and sometimes years later, many in many cases, three, four, five, and and a player at any position, but certainly court, he's doing really well. I'm going. I don't. I, maybe I didn't have a high enough grade on. I, I'll go back, and typically I had a pretty good grade on him, and he's overachieved. And by experience and thousands and thousands of of reps and all the hard work, he's sort of overachieved that way. But yeah, I'll go back and review those on on qu- quite an occasion. I'll go back. Yeah. Could you have made Tebow a good quarterback? Uh. I had Tebow and never actually coached him, but I went to the Jets, and technically he was still on the team. New GM came in and cut him. But uh, we had some some good conversations together. And I will just put this, tell you, when he was coming out, I did not evaluate him as a quarterback. I evaluated him, his, him as a wildcat quarterback at a, at a tight end or wing back, that type of evaluation. And, the GM and the personnel guys come to me and go, why didn't you evaluate him as a quarterback? I said, because he doesn't play quarterback. There's just not enough film of him playing quarterback. It was all wildcat. Right. You know, and he was a he was more of a 4'7", you know, 40. And I particularly like my wildcat guys to run 4'3 or 4'4". You know, mm-hmm. so he was more of a fullback style wildcat type of quarterback who threw the ball just well enough to have success in college. Now, Lamar Jackson, different, yeah. right? Because he had some mechanic problems, mechanical problems throwing the football. We knew this. I, I had him a huge grade because I thought you could start him as a rookie and probably 
when the division now would look really different. Well, Lamar Jackson runs a 4-3 and scores from 60 out and throws the ball just well enough where you can get guys wide sure. open, and he will he will get better and better and better throwing the football. You know, will he ever be a natural passer? Maybe, but it doesn't matter. He runs a 4-3. He's a dynamic yeah. instead of the, uh, the fullback type of wildcat. What was your 40? It was it, it wasn't bad. I mean, it's somewhere between four seven and four eight type. Of, but I was quicker than hell. All those four four dudes, you know, yeah. on the L drill, uh, beat them up like a borrowed mule. So I, I I really I was pretty quick. I was pretty quick, you know. But uh, straight line speed, ah, eh, you know, until you put the pads on and the game started. Yeah, well, everybody's the same speed then. No, some some are faster. That that that, that may, may, makes me think of another good point. Okay, all players. All players, but especially the quarterback position, they're either better in games or worse in games than they are in practice. You want those players that are better when the game well, yeah. comes, then, and then those guys typically become better practice players and they become even better game players. But there is a switch in a lot of guys, mm-hmm. and. They are just, and, and, and some of it's instinct, some of it's feel, some of it's vision. Uh, they, they're just better football players than others when the game starts. So when you're, when you're evaluating, do you prefer game film? Because everybody looks good out on the field. Anybody can, you know, I could go out and, and look good as a quarterback back in my younger days. Well, even probably still now. But um, without pads, without a defense coming at me, anybody looks good. Yeah, game film and production. I will tell you this, and I say there's a lot of fellas that can go out and th- drop back and throw the ball and look good in in a workout environment. There's really not, there, but but there's there's quite a few that can. I mean, they can look really good. There's only a select few that can actually play the game at the quarterback position at a high level. Period, and those are the guys that are that are in the NFL. Well, I'm glad I got to meet you. Good to meet you, and give you a hard time. I know you got to probably go get in the swimming pool. What kind of hard time did you give me? I had no idea some of these uh, supposed jokes and these type of things. Hey, look, I love the whole state of Montana. I love the rivalry. Oh, it's great. It is great. I think Bobby is a heck of a coach. I think he's got a heck of a team. And I think this is a year that we get back on that 16-game winning streak. I believe it was oh. 16, 18. What it was, was it? it was 16. How many was that? It was 16. 16? Gordy yeah. Fix over here owned the, the elbow room in the press box. Oh, well, okay. Many, many decades. So he understands the rivalry. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it was, it was 16. Yeah. And don't you think, Gordy, we're going to get back on track right here? Yeah, I thought it would be last, and then and then that game. How'd that, that game, work out? That game was disappointing. <laughs> it was uh, I mean, over I mean, in a hurry. I mean, it was disappointing. It was disappointing. So, you, you, that that's right. So you know, you pull that film out. Yeah. You put you put the score up. You know, although yeah. hey, uh uh-uh, uh, you know, and so we'll see what happens. We'll see. There's been a change, right? The coaching change. Yep. yep. Montana State, great. From all accounts, the new coach and the staff yep. at Montana State is just. Outstanding. I know they've got some great players now. Speaking of Brent Vegan, the new head coach, great quarterback coach. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty good at himself, but 
he had some guy named Carson Wentz and Easton Stick and those guys. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's – Josh become, Allen. Yeah, that's become like a football factory there. Oh, man. It's crazy, huh? <laughs> I mean, for just just back-to-back back alone, uh, let alone they, they've had multiple quarterbacks yeah. come out of there. They're they're growing them up good. They're feeding them something special up there. Because to play quarterback in the NFL, I mean, it is very, very rare that you have a man that has all of the skill and ability needed, and he's tough enough mentally and physically. And then a quarterback in the NFL, he's got to be very, very bright, at least athletically. And then he's got to have great instincts and then trust his gut instincts. And he's got to have... He's got to have some leadership skills because that quarterback position, you are it just happens. You are thrust in to a leadership role at every level, yep. really, but especially in the NFL. So so hats off to North Dakota State, for God's sakes. I love Carson coming out. I remember your coach at Montana State. See, I can't even say I'm, I'm doing this on purpose. I know you are. At Montana State. But, again, you say Montana State. How won't? Well, you, is that wrong to say, Gordy? Can we not say Montana State? You won't even say Bozeman. <laughs> yeah, the, the other school, school. The other yeah. school over the over the mountains. See, I know. call them MSU West, but that's not even <laughs> that's not even good anymore. Um, uh, but no, it's hey, see, this hey, is why the rivalry is great. Hey, I have great pride in in the Grizz Nation. Great yes. pride. There's great people, great boosters. Gordy's one of them. My Third child, my second daughter, is a Grizz graduate. Yep. I got, I've got, I received my undergraduate degree from there. So, and we live yeah. about a, a, a rock skip and a jump across the Missoula line in Missoula County. Okay. So, it's that you know the Grizz are important to us. Bobby Houck is very good friends. Tim Houck, mm-hmm. very good friends with Brent. Peace. Yep. Tim Rosenball. Let me just tell you a story about Tim Rosenball. Here's where I knew. You tell stories about anybody you want. Here's where I knew <laughs> that I was a hell of an evaluator. I love staying. I love getting there pre-practice, and I love staying after practice. Love to practice. Love the games even more. It was spring ball, and I'm out there, and it's post-practice. Most of the guys were in. There's probably six or eight of us out there trying to get certain things right, the timing of what's right. And all of a sudden, I see out of the corner of my eye, I see a kid down, down there, and he's throwing the ball. And he was so good that I stopped what I was doing, and I, and I looked at him. I'm going, okay, who is this? Are we bringing some other kid in here? He's too young. And the great Lynn Rosenball was our running backs coach. I go, hey, coach, who is that? He goes, well, that's my son. I go, what grade is he in? He's in the eighth grade. And he was throwing the ball better than anybody else we had brought in. And I'm going, coach, you know how good this kid is? I mean, look at him. And then he went on and had a great college career at Washington State and then then played in the pros. So that's when I knew that I was going to be a hell of an evaluator. I like that. Bingo. There you go. Um, I'm going to come over there. I've never been to a game at Washington Grizzly. Will you take me? Well, I take you. Why not? Well, look. We're friends now. Yeah. Here's the thing. Or not. <laughs> here's the thing. Gordy, this, this man, we've just been visiting for, it seems like, too long. 
and he doesn't understand. I've got one uh, son that coaches at MSU Texas and Wichita Falls Texas. So I'm either there if I've got time or I'm streamlining. i got Bobby Cade who's playing up at Carroll. Yeah. So I'm either there or I'm streamlining it, right, right. on the computer. Is that what you call it, streamlines? Stream? Uh, streaming. Stream? Streaming. Yeah. All right. So got to streamline st- you for a podcast. No, I, I think that's the true word is streamline, by the way, back – and they just cut it off to streaming. But, and then my wife gets it streamlined onto the TV. Right? Okay. So, and then and then if we can get to the Grizz game, we go to the Grizz game, and or we get the – shoot, they're on TV all the time now. So Okay, I'll come to your house. We'll sit in your TV room and fine. watch a you game. You come to my house anytime. We'll get you straightened out. <laughs> How about we go golf? I can play golf. Just go. What's clean, your handicap? Just go clean out your ATM. Bob Beers, you're the man. <laughs> oh, it's the, the great Bob Beers. We're talking about the Grizz right here. I'm trying to get this man straightened out. <laughs> I got another mic. Come join us. Um, Handicap doesn't matter. Just go clean your ATM out. and we'll, I play we'll, for a buck a hole. A buck a hole. No, you got well, your ATM only gives you a hey, I didn't. I didn't work in the NFL. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Hey. All right, now Hold you, on. you need to talk to Bob right now. Well, I'm going to talk to him on Saturday. Good to see you. But I'm going to let you go visit. How's that? All right. I've had enough of this business right here. CampMarty.com? CampMartyPodcast.com. Dot com. I also also do, you may have heard that I do a non-for-profit, so the kids pay nothing, quarterback school in Missoula. Mm -hmm. And this is year, I don't know, something like four or five. And I think... I think I kind of enjoy it more than the quarterbacks do, uh, but but if 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 they can take two or three things and go home and work the heck out of it, and then if if they can get something out of that that will help them sort of become what they envision themselves becoming at their high schools, then wow, made a little impact. So I'm jacked up about the Montana Hall of Fame. And the Camp Marty Quarterback School, I believe, is July 15th in Missoula, Montana. Next year. Or this week. This year. This year. It's not, it's not even July yet. I'm sitting there. July, I thought we were July already. Yeah. I don't know June. what day of the week it is. June. June. Montana State Education. I never went to MSU. Oh, you didn't? No, I went to well, broadcast school. Why are you such a big Montana State fan? Now? I grew up there. My dad was a double grad. My mom got a grad or education there. Um, but I went into broadcasting. Oh, I, I understand that, and that's just too bad. I feel bad for you. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really. I mean, that's just the way it is. There is a line drawn in the sand. Don't cross over it, right? Well, um, no, but I'm a two-time sportscaster of the year for the state of Montana. Congratulations. We should be interviewing you. Like, I should be interviewing you. I so, just said, you. I all come on. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Right, let's do that. My open that actually day. says two-time winner, three-time loser. Three-time loser of what? What'd you the lose? sportscaster of the year. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the New York Mets. So you got you got a little humor in you. I like it. I try. I try, I like Coach. It. I like it. Marty Morn Hinweg. Oh, I love it. Is that you're better? Good. Well, that's the German pronounces the way our family pronounces it. If you're close enough, I'm good. We're, we're going to have a lot of Morn Hinwigs here by Saturday night, and they can teach you. They can kind of hammer it into okay. the right. correct way. But I'll tell you, if you go public with it on some type of broadcast. People will be saying, hey, what, you're butchering his name. I know. If you pronounce it properly. So so where do we go from here? Like I told my grandma, I, I would have to. It's like Joe Theismann. Theismann. It was Theismann, but it, they changed it. 
for the Heisman for Heisman. He second, it didn't work. Yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't work. No. But he's okay with changing it. I never changed it. I just allow other people to pronounce it. All right. I'll see you on the golf course hey, tomorrow. Okay. So we got a little side deal. Just go to your bank, get some cash, okay. and we'll do a little side deal tomorrow morning. All right. I'm in. I'm in. The wife's not listening, so I think we're good. <laughs> I don't want it's her money. to be mad at me when I take all your monies. Don't, don't, oh, it's, they, they take you it. you got to back out. If you want to back no, out. No, no, I'm not going to back because out. Because of your wife, I understand no, this. Uh, no, she knows I bet and lose. She knows I'm not a great golfer. I just like that fun. I'll win a hole or two from you. Well, we'll see. We'll see tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Coach, right. appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Congratulations on the Hall of Fame. That is Marty Morton-Hinweg. Thank you, sir. And uh, go to CampMartyPodcast.com. All right. We're running way past, but it's awesome. I don't care. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk to a national champ from the school that has more national championships. Paige Rasmussen will join us from Montana State next. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Uh, welcome back. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. We are live. Thanks, Coach. In Billings, the Billings Hotel and Convention Center. Getting set for the Montana Hall of Fame football in uh, induction ceremony tomorrow night or a Saturday night here in Billings. And uh, so much fun. Lots of fun. Super, super fun conversation with Coach Morn Hinweg. Um, 
All right, so it is time now to uh, to bring in a national champion. She is from the school in Bozeman that has won more national championships than any school in Montana. Her name is Paige Rasmussen. She's the women's all-around champ, and she joins us now here on the Jason Walker Show. Well, first off, um, congratulations, champ. I mean, uh, has it sunk in yet? I mean, it, it hasn't even been a full week, but you're a national champion two times over, but let's talk about the all-around. It's it's starting to sink in. Um, it was weird at first. I had no idea that I was the all-around champion until they announced my name. I wasn't even paying attention, really, uh, during awards, and it was a dream. Oh, I can't even imagine. I mean... Um... You've, you've started to really blossom in rodeo in the last few years, which I want to hit on in a second, but um, the all-around champ, because you were just there for goat tying, right? I was there in the goat tying and the breakaway roping. Oh, you did? Okay. Um, yes, but the goat tying was kind of my main focus. Uh, you missed out on a, on a chance on that. The, the, yes. The darn goat just didn't. Were you, were you a little, was it your fault or the goat's fault? was a little bit of both um i had a lot of time i could have been slower in the short round but i that's not what i'm about i went out and i made a fast run um i would have been second in the round anyway and i knew that that goat was gonna kick a lot of girls during the week and i tried to pull it tight but i didn't quite have a tight enough tie on him and so i was hoping when i put my hands up he wouldn't strain on the tie too much but it just wasn't in the cards. He kicked out of it, and uh, it was a bummer, but I know it was meant to be that way. Well, I mean, you roped or tied so good down there, um, winning the first round, the, the third go, and then what you just out of the – you were in there in the second go, but you were leading the average going in to the short go, and um, that's still a good week. Yeah, it was a great week. I mean, if just winning two go rounds there is – that's a pretty big deal for me, and I'm just happy that it came out um, with that much of a lead coming in the short round. Um, to be honest, I just wanted to come back to the short round, maybe in the top three, top four, and, and I exceeded my goals. And so it was a bummer on the national title, but I was really happy with how I tied there. Well, you should be. I mean, and it's your first experience, and obviously you didn't show any nerves. I mean, or did you have any nerves all week? Um, I was pretty nervous. Um, I was the first. I was the first one out in the whole rodeo of the goat tying, oh, and goodness. so I was nervous about that. But I was also kind of happy. I didn't have to watch anybody, um, and it ended up paying off. I was first out, and I won that go round. And then the rest of the week, I didn't really have many nerves after winning that first go round. Uh, you got some great teammates down there, and we'll talk about that here in a second too. As Paige Rasmussen joins us, college national finals all around women's champion. Um, but great teammates that have been there. Did they help you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like my sister, I traveled with her, and she had been there before, competed there, and we we hung out together all week, um, and I think that really helped push both of us and keep us both focused. We had tunnel vision the whole week, and um, the rest of the teammates, too, like we were always together, always hanging out and always watching each other and cheering each other on. We really had a team mentality all week. Paige Rasmussen is who we are talking with here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Uh, Taylor Moykins wins um, 
barrels, right? Yep. Um, so you come home with two national champs. You're both real uh, young. She's just a freshman, right? And you're a uh, sophomore. Yep, she's just a freshman. Yeah, she did amazing. It was awesome. We we came out with a great showing. Our whole Montana team did. It was awesome. Uh, Montana State team, Paige. Yes. <laughs> Goodness. Um, we don't want to confuse it. By the way, this is the 13th national championship in team Montana State team history when you add in the four from three from football, one from basketball, and now the, all the other rodeo ones. Yeah, go cat. <laughs> Did you guys know that? Were you uh, lucky number 13 here? I didn't know that, no. Uh, so, yeah, you guys get to hang a banner in the field house next year. You should yeah. be able to. That'll be super cool. Um, yeah, we're very excited about that. Which which means more, that one or the individual one? Um, That's a toss-up. I mean, it was really fun winning the team. That's a really prestigious award um, because there's so many – big universities, small universities from all over the nation, and we, we beat them all. But the individual title feels really great as well. <laughs> of course it does. Paige Rasmussen, uh, college national finals all-around champ, also part of the uh, MSU team title. It was uh, 10 years ago that the women last won the championship back in 2011. So uh, the 10-year anniversary has to be uh, pretty cool, too. You were, what, eight, nine? Yeah. I was um, I was ten. You okay? Well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> so yeah, it feels pretty good, especially since this is our coach's last year. Yep. We were able to send him out with a championship. I, I was gonna get to that. Um, Andy Bolich uh, stepping down after uh, the CNFR, and uh, you guys send him home with the championship. He's been a part of a few, but um, I'm sure this one was pretty special for him. Yeah, I think this one was probably the most special. And it just felt good to be able to give this to him um, for his last year. Um, do we know who's stepping in yet? Well, we don't know that yet. Okay. I'm sure we'll find out here in a couple weeks or a few months. Well, you guys got rodeo season starting up pretty soon, so we yeah, probably need so to know. Hopefully, we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Shelby can do it. She graduated, so she can just uh, fill in for a while. <laughs> exactly. There you go. I don't know how well that would go over with us, but. Oh, really? You can't take. You, you don't want her to coach you. I'm not quite ready for that. I got you, um, <laughs> Paige Rasmussen here on the Jason Walker Show. All right, so um, I mean the history of Montana State Rodeo, Page, and obviously Coach Bullich adds to that now. But um, John Larrick and, and Mike True, I mean, this goes back forever, and you're a part of this now. You and Shelby, a, a big part, and and this whole women's team of another national championship. Um, man, I'm just, I'm super happy for you guys. This is cool. Thank you. I'm happy for us too. It was really fun. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about the guys team a little bit. Cause you're, um, you borrowed a horse, correct? Yes. I, my breakaway horse got hurt, um, like two weeks before the finals. And so I borrowed Caleb Brookless, uh, calf horse, backup calf horse. He wasn't using him. And so he's kind of just sitting in the pasture, and so Caleb let me get on him. And I've been roping on him for a few weeks, and so I took him to the college finals, and it was really great. He's a really great horse. Oh, obviously. I mean, uh, you know, knows what to do out in the arena for sure, right? Yeah. And Caleb had a pretty good week. He did. He ended up second in the nation. Um, he was leading the nation coming in the short round, had a little tough luck with the kicking calf, but he still ended up second overall. What is it with you guys in kicking? 
I don't know. Your goat kicked it's out. His calf's kicking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. All right. So obviously some momentum as you head into the summer now. And uh, how busy or how much time off are you going to take? Are you jumping right into the uh, the NRA and the pro circuit here? Yeah, I uh, I'm taking a couple days off of the goat tying, but I have NRA rodeos starting this coming weekend. So we'll just we'll be roping and barrel racing. Um, as far as goat time competitions, probably not a lot until college season just because we don't have much. They're not in the amateur rodeos. So, right. yeah, we're, we're rodeoing all summer, so that'll be fun. And uh, you still traveling with Shelby? Yeah, okay. I am. Just you two, or do you have a third to, to keep up, you know, keep everything calm? It's usually just us. We get along really well, so <laughs> it works out. <laughs> hey, um, I mentioned earlier, Paige, that you kind of blossomed a little bit later, and because I don't know if rodeo was your first passion in high school. I think it was track, and correct me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, but you really, your junior and senior year started focusing on rodeo, and look where you are now, a national champ. Yeah, I didn't take rodeo that seriously. Track was kind of my main focus, and I never wanted to college rodeo, um, and then kind of when I was a junior, I started taking it seriously, really when I was a senior. I didn't actually make the national high school finals till I was a senior, and I didn't have any success there. And, and I think the late um, success has actually helped me and because I know I failed a lot, and it's been really hard for me to come from behind in rodeo. And so now I feel like that's kind of an advantage for me. That's um, that's that's a mature way to look at things. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You <laughs> didn't get that from uh, the the male side of your family. It comes from your mom, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> hey, um, how's she doing, by the way? She's doing great. She's busy. She's rodeoing this summer. Going to pro rodeo. Has some good barrel horses lined up. She's really excited to get back on the road with us. I'm looking forward to seeing all three of you guys out there for sure. Um, but. Okay, you, you mentioned your uh, breakaway horse got hurt. Which one was that? Um, so his name's Chester. I rode him all season. He's a little sorrel horse. Okay. Um, really, really great horse. I love roping on him, and he got kicked, had to have a minor surgery right before the college finals, but I've been riding him. I actually just rode him before I got on the phone with you, and so we're hoping to get him back midsummer. That'll be awesome. And then remind me of the other ones because Petey, is Pete retired and Dave? Uh, Petey is Shelby's breakaway horse. She so rode him at the college off. final. Okay. Yep. And then she also got on my main goat horse, Eminem, and oh, I awesome. rode Felix, the younger horse. You guys can you guys could hop on anything and ride it, right? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty, Paige. Um, all right, so... <laughs> Uh, where are you at this weekend? Uh, this weekend we'll be in Big Timber and Polson. So uh, I was just in Polson Monday golfing. That's a beautiful area. It is a beautiful area. The rodeo is great there. And it's a lot different scenery than Big Timber, which is still yeah, nice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. What night are you up in Big Timber? Big Timber will be up Friday, and then Polson we're up Saturday night. All right. So Friday, if I get done golfing out at Shepherd. I could I could try to get to Big Tim, but I don't know. Unless I maybe I'll ride with with because your dad's around, I think. So maybe I'll ride with him. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, well, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
All right, so we've got uh, some summer rodeos lined up. We're looking forward to the college season. Um, I can't wait. I want to know what uh, President Wanda Cruzado, the first time she greets you guys uh, when you come back to school with, as a national champions. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be a big celebration. I think so because she loves you. Yeah, she does. She's great. <laughs> What's the best story about her and rodeo that you can tell? Oh, she, last year, she got our team brand new vests, nice leather vests, and they are the coolest vests. We get complimented on them all the time at the national finals, and she's just awesome how much she supports our team and loves our team. We get to have dinner with her every year, and she's just really fun. I, I want, I tried your sister, and she said no, but do you, can I get one of the old vests? I don't have one. We had to give them all back. Well... Ask someone because yeah. you're a national champion now. They can't tell you no. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll try to pull some strings. You should. I think I don't have <laughs> I don't have any really cool Paige or Shelby Rasmussen stuff hanging up in the studio. <laughs> I'll try to get a hold of one. I need something from you guys. A back number would be good, autographed. Okay. How about one of those from this weekend? Yeah, we'll try to get you one of those. Okay, we'll get you we'll get get, get going on that and. Um, I'm just happy to chat with you finally. Appreciate the patience, um, you know, for this week, but uh, it can't have been easy with you traveling and having a life and, and trying, to get, <laughs> trying to get into rodeo. But, um, hey, have fun this weekend. Congratulations on the championships, uh, the team championship and the all-around. That's just super cool. And next year you'll win three of them when you get, that, uh, get the goats down too. That's the goal. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Paige Rasmussen, national champ, uh, 13 national championships at Montana State now. Um, three in football, one in basketball, 1929 Golden Bobcats, and then Rodeo's got the others. So nine national championships between the Bobcat men and women for Rodeo. So that school over on the other side of the hill, even though they only have two national championships just in football, they still don't have 13. Anyway, but congratulations to Paige and uh, a great job. Taylor Moykins winning a, a national championship as well. That's our auto concepts performance of the week, by the way. And we have been off a lot this uh, last week and, and this week. And uh, my dog had, had surgery. She had two uh, uh, cancerous tumors removed on her throat. Uh, so they took her um, the masses, her thyroid, her parathyroid, um, should be good. She should be good. But little Shay, um, we've been we've been uh, back and forth to Bozeman and surgery with her for the last couple of days. So we appreciate your patience. But great to be here in Billings, and we'll be not not doing a show tomorrow, but we will be here Saturday. And so a special broadcast on Saturday where we're going to talk to all of the Hall of Fame inductees um, coming up. And uh, here at the Montana Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which is Saturday night. If you still have not got tickets, you still have time. You can go to uh, the, the website. You can also go to UAS, Universal Athletic Services, um, in any of the Montana cities. Come down, get your tickets, have fun here at the Billings Hotel and Convention Center with us on Saturday night. So we've, we will not be here tomorrow, but we will do a special show. I think around it, – it, Rick, is it, Rick, is it 3 o'clock for media? 3.30. So around 3.30, we'll be back on Saturday uh, on all of our uh, social media channels and recording it for uh, our website and everything as well, too. So 
there you go. You won't miss out on anything from this weekend here at uh, the Montana Hall of Fame induction ceremony. So there's that. Uh, we talked to Paige, and uh, that's part of our Montana Rodeo Roundup, brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. Book your for, uh, senior portraits. Uh, wow. Book your senior pictures or family portraits um, anytime. Okay? Let's see here. Trying to get on. Not sure what's going on there. Okay. Yeah, let's try this. All right. Um, Montana Horses Magazine, by the way. Appreciate uh, them being on board as well. And um, all Montana horses, all Montana, uh, it's all Montana. It's all horses. And the Montana Horses Magazine is packed with every wonderful, uh, wonderful, wow-worthy thing you want to know about all things Montana Horses, montanahorses.com. Proud to have them a part of the show as well. So on this day now, brought to you by Big Sky Print, where we print what you wear. It is Thursday the 24th. It is National Pralines Day. It is also National Handshake Day. On this date, in 1882, National League expels umpire Richard Hyam from baseball for dishonesty. He has links to gambling. 1922, the Chicago Staleys were renamed the Chicago Bears on this date. 1947, Jackie Robinson steals home for the first of his 19 times in his career. Harmon Killebrew hit his first home run on this date in 1955. Ricky Henderson stole his first base on this date. In 1979, Affirmed won the Triple Crown in 79, comes back to win 500000 in the Hollywood Cup, the first horse to win $2 million in a career. That was in 1980 on this date. Salt Lake City Trappers begin pro baseball record 29 consecutive game win streak, 1987. 2001, LPGA Women's Championship, 26-year-old Australian Kari Webb becomes the youngest to win the career slam. And in 2010 on this date, the longest match in tennis history came to an end. John Isner defeat Nicholas Mahout at Wimbledon, 11 hours, 5 minutes, like 177 games or something, 78. Took three days to finish. Jack Dempsey, born on this date in 1895. Chuck Taylor, born on this date in 1901. You probably wore some of his shoes. And on this date in 1880, the first performance of O Canada was performed. Uh, that is On This Day in History, brought to you by Big Sky Print, where we print what you wear as uh, we get set to wrap things up here. Had a great time. Thanks to Paige Rasmussen for joining us and Marty Mornhenweg for joining us as well. He's a lot of fun. Can't wait to, to get him on the golf course. And I talked to him a little bit while Paige's uh, interview was running. I'm going to take Coach's money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him down. That's going to happen. Um, so he better keep practicing. But All right, so... I think that's going to wrap it up for us. We'll be back Saturday, okay? Saturday here at the uh, at Major Mortgage Man Cave on the road. Thanks to Mandy and her crew here at uh, Billings Hotel and Convention Center, Rick Holmes as well, uh, for getting everything set up. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, appreciate you joining us, sticking around. And uh, there you go. All right. I got to start the – I got to do this, right? Where's it at? Hold on. I got to get back up here. Uh, boom. The Jason Walker Show oh, wait, with the Jason. Let's do this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off.
Uh, before I forget, thanks to Coach Rob Stanton, Billings West, Golden Bears helmet. Going to come uh, back home with us. We also are going to get a Billings Senior, Billings Central, and I believe a Skyview helmet as well to put up in the uh, the man cave back home. So appreciate it. If you would like, if you're a coach uh, or you know of a coach that needs to get their helmet from your school on our show, uh, get a hold of me, Jason at JasonWalkerShow.com. All right. So there's that. Paige Rasmussen, thank you. Congratulations. They're in Big Timber tomorrow night. Or, uh, yeah, tomorrow night. I wonder if I can get from the golf course to Big Timber to watch the uh, barrels tomorrow. I doubt it. I should stick around for the dinner here. We also will be live Saturday. We're going to talk to all of the Hall of Fame inductees and, and some family members. Stan Linscog will join us. Travis Lule, Shane Collins. And who knows who else is going to show up. But thanks to you for listening and watching Jason Walker Show. Make sure you go to jasonwalkershow.com and have yourself a terrific Thursday. We'll see you back here Saturday, a special edition. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.